Hello and welcome to the Proximo Weekly Debrief, where we bring you updates on the latest project finance, energy and infrastructure content from Proximo. This is your host, Thomas Hopkins, reporting to you from London. I would like to start this week's episode by talking about our upcoming virtual event, Proximo Europe 2020, Infrastructure and Renewables Finance. The event will run from the 30th of September to the 2nd of October 2020, so this week is your last chance to register for what promises to be a fascinating three days. Our event includes an interactive session format, live Q&As, and opportunities for engaging with industry leaders from key organisations and sectors all across Europe. For more details, please visit our website at proximoinfra.com or feel free to contact a member of our team. Every week at Proximo we publish Perspectives, which provide feature-length analysis of the most important deals and market trends. This week, Proximo editor Sean Keating took a look at hydrogen as part of our weekly digest, with his piece, The Race for Hydrogen. In the article, he examines hydrogen as an emergent and highly valuable fuel source, as well as the significant interest surrounding hydrogen from key sponsors, interrogating to what extent global supply chains and financing are ready to be established. Keating's article is free to view on the Proximo website. You might also be interested in an article that I wrote called A49, A Question of Road Support. In the feature, I provide an in-depth deal analysis of the recent A49 road deal in Germany. The article investigates how the project sponsors navigated the difficulties of legal delays and issues caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. I also raise the question of whether EIB support for road projects of this type is necessary, given the low level of risk attached to German availability-based road projects. As always, I would now like to give you a rundown of some of the top stories brought in by Proximo's journalists over the last week. Australia-based Encounter Resources has signed an option agreement to give BHP Group a stake of up to 75% in its Elliott Copper project if the miner spends up to 22 million Australian dollars over 10 years. The two companies will complete a compilation, interpretation and modelling of the data packages of the Elliott project, which covers 4,500 square kilometres in Australia's Northern Territory by the end of December. Latin American Development Bank, CAF, has sealed a further 100 million euros from the AFD's line of credit for green projects in Latin America, bringing the total raised by CAF in this way to 250 million euros. CAF initially secured 150 million euros from AFD in March, earmarking the funds for projects in various sectors, including energy efficiency. At the time, the agencies said they had selected projects in Bolivia, Brazil and Ecuador. The line of credit is supported by €800,000 in non-reimbursable AFD funds. On 22 September, the World Bank requested expressions of interest from financial advisers for the $11 billion, 1,275-kilometre Delhi-Mumbai Expressway project in India. Firms have until 7 October to respond. The project includes a network of 75 sites at 50-kilometre intervals for food and beverage, shopping and other amenities on either side of the expressway. Structured via project vehicle DME Development, the under-construction project is India's longest greenfield expressway. Prospective advisors will provide financial structuring and advisory services, conduct market assessment and validate efficient access to international capital markets to implement the DME project. 
Greece's Ministry of Infrastructure and Transport has launched the tender process for the Eastern Inner Regional Road in the Thessaloniki PPP concession with a call for expressions of interest. The project involves the development, financing and upgrading of the 13km Eastern Inner Thessaloniki Road with the addition of a flyover and the operation and maintenance of the entire Inner Peripheral Thessaloniki Road. The estimated project value is 373.2 million euros. The deadline for EOI responses is 19 November 2020. Shortlisting will last between four and six months and the entire tender is expected to be completed within 2021. Norway-based SN Power is conducting feasibility studies for the $705 million, 735 megawatt Middle Yewa hydropower PPP in Myanmar, with more activity expected in the coming months towards 2021. The project, an arched dam with a capacity of up to 635,000 cubic metres, will be under a BOT model. The Myanmar government has signed an agreement with the sponsor to co-develop the project located in the Shan state. Construction is scheduled to take about six years. SN Power in 2014 signed an MOU with Myanmar's Ministry of Electricity and Energy MOEE, and the project company will sell electricity to MOEE's Electrical Power Generation Enterprise. The Asian Development Bank has approved a $270 million loan for the construction of water supply and integrated stormwater and sewage management infrastructure in Madhya Pradesh, India. The loan is an additional financing intended to scale up the scope of the Madhya Pradesh Urban Services Improvement Project, which was approved in 2017 with a $275 million loan. It will expand the outcome of the current project by benefiting an additional 185,000 households consisting of about 1.3 million people. The project will receive support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, specifically for the integration of citywide inclusive sanitation principles into the planning, design, implementation, operation and maintenance of the sanitation sub-projects. The project will pilot an integrated urban development approach to improve urban service delivery and infrastructure of two urban local bodies. SR Investimenti has acquired a 10-megawatt ground-mounted solar portfolio from a fund managed by Infrared Capital Partners. The 10-project portfolio is located in Italy's Apulia region and the operational projects benefit from the Il Conto Energia GSE incentive scheme. The plants were owned by three different SPVs and were partially financed through a single senior facility provided by Unicredit. The whole portfolio has now been financed with Banco BPM and MPS Capital Services. I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week for more of your latest project finance news and content from Proximo.